of the Money Minutes. Today, car sales collapse with coronavirus. That's totally expected. So why the hell have second-hand car prices gone through the roof? We'll explain the wacky world of today's car industry. Great to have your company here on the Money Minutes. Look, as I've explained before, some very weird stuff happens in recession, like a government that's preached balanced budgets and fiscal responsibility suddenly borrows and spends $160 billion, perhaps heading to $300 billion, like it's the most natural thing in the world. Well, the latest car sales figures have just been released, and they're, well, well, actually, they're a car crash, not helped by a complete collapse of sales in Victoria, mainly because the good citizens there are not allowed more than 5Ks away from their homes, which does make a decent motor in the garage almost redundant. But look, I, I digress because this flies in the face of what's really happening on car showrooms across the country. Because where there are no Victorian-style lockdowns, cars are, well, they're flying out the door. Well, actually, they would be flying out the door if the dealers could get the cars. And as I'll explain shortly with Car Advice's Josh Dowling, what looks like a coronavirus crash is actually a making of the car industry's own. And just a word of advice, and let's say you're in Victoria... Or maybe you're trying to buy an out of Red Joe Holden Commodore that will be shortly no more, of course. Don't try and drive too hard a bargain with the dealer right now because, whole tip here, it just won't buy. Now shut up and conversation a man that I always go to when it comes to information about cars he's always got his finger on the pulse of just about everything to do with the motor industry and there's certainly some very unusual things taking place right now so I want to bring in Josh Dowling from Car Advice of course he's also a former uh, motoring editor at News Corporation but uh, as I say he does have his finger on the pulse many thanks for your time Josh. G'day Ross. So I get the, the numbers and I can see the big fall and I can see the Victorian fall, which all makes sense to me, except I'd heard these anecdotal stories about second-hand car prices going through the roof uh, in the past couple of months, about people using their uh, JobKeeper or the money they were getting out of their superannuation funds to go and buy cars. The people couldn't travel overseas, so they decided that they were going to go and buy a car instead, which sort of seems to me to, con- to be conflicting with the numbers that have come out today from the industry. Yeah, you're right. And look, it's beyond an, an anecdote. In fact, used car prices are going through the roof. We can now put hard numbers against these rumours because car companies themselves auction off ex-company cars. There are rental companies getting rid of cars because, of course, tourism is down. And uh, car dealers are paying top dollar. And the best example I could give you in very round numbers, if a used car was worth $6,000 four months ago, it's worth $8,000 today as a trade-in because dealers just can't get enough inventory. And dealers not only want those used cars to sell because it obviously helps them uh, with their turnover and they can make a little bit of profit on that, but they also make a profit on selling you finance to buy those cars. So they definitely need that. And here's another interesting stat. Two-thirds of all vehicle transactions every year are used cars. So one-third of the market are people buying new cars and two-thirds of the market are people buying used. And the reason we've seen this surge in used cars is people coming out of the work, 
They're, they're wanting to avoid public transport. They're essential workers saying, you know what, I'm going to go and get myself a cheap car. And with that glut of people looking for a cheap car, guess what? It's pushed the price of cheap cars up, unfortunately. Okay, hang on. So, so what you're telling me there is that the people who suddenly don't want to go on a bus, and you get a, you can understand that, will say, okay, we need a car. So they say, right, we've ripped out $20,000 from our super fund over last year and this year, um, and we've also got the JobKeeper payments coming to us. We're going to buy ourselves a new car. So off they go, they buy a second-hand car. Why wouldn't they go and buy themselves a new car, given the fact that these numbers coming out from the Federation of uh, Auto, the Automotive Industries has basically said that new vehicle sales were down 16.3% in New South Wales and 14.1% in Queensland, WA off by 4.6%. South Australia, 10.8% lower. I mean, and Victoria, and let's not you know forget them, of course, because they've plunged by 66%, and that's pretty understandable given coronavirus lockdowns there. But what again, go back to the original question, why wouldn't people have gone out and just bought themselves a new car? Well, that's the other challenge, because during the coronavirus crisis and factory shutdowns earlier this year, that put a four-week to six-week to eight-week pause in production. And so we've got this gap now. And, of course, then add another, what, six to eight weeks on the water for the cars to get here. So we actually had a, a, a perfect disaster, actually, or a perfect storm, you could say, because we had a rush on showrooms in June, driven by the federal government's uh, stimulus packages. Uh, dealers sold a lot more cars in June than they ever expected to. And now showrooms are empty, whether they're locked up in Melbourne because they're not allowed to open or even in those other states you mentioned, they're selling every car they can get their hand on. And the only reason sales aren't stronger is dealers can't get stock. And that is a really serious concern. But the good news is there are cars coming. Okay, so there's cars coming. But in the meantime, car sales are down because they don't have the stock to physically sell those cars. So they're now buying second-hand cars and trying to actually sell them at some sort of a premium. Then on top of it, I guess, what's happened to fleet sales? Because a lot of companies have closed themselves down. A lot of people are working from home. So I would have thought that the demand for fleet vehicles would be significantly lower than it's been in the past. Yeah, fleet sales are down. Obviously, rental cars down. Government sales are pretty flat. I mean, they're down in line with the rest of the market, but not, not, not anywhere near as bad as business. But in fact, if you look at the data, private buyers are actually, I wouldn't say driving the growth, but private buyers are making sure that the decline isn't as bad as we're expecting. And talking to dealers in the last couple of weeks, what they're saying is because people can't travel abroad, they're deciding to either travel at home, which is leading to record sales of Land Cruiser and Nissan Patrol and those getaway cars, those four-wheel drives and double cab utes, or they're treating themselves to a nicer car. So one anecdote that I was told just today, in fact, you know, a customer who could previously only afford a Mazda has decided to go and add the 10 or 20 grand they're going to put towards an overseas holiday and buy a Mercedes. So you've really seen this quite fascinating shift for people treating themselves with new cars rather than going on an overseas holiday. Okay, there's something else about today's car sales numbers that needs to be really highlighted to people. And that is, for the very first time in Australian automotive history, um, a car that is an old pet, a petrol-electric hybrid vehicle, that is a Toyota RAV4 SUV, 
is the nation's top-selling vehicle. Now, if I'd said to you three years ago that the RAV4 was going to be the top-selling vehicle in Australia, you would have had my head red. But for the second month in a row, this has been the top-selling car in the country. Yeah, this is a fantastic story. So last month, sorry, I should say July 2020, the Toyota RAV4 led the Australian market for the first time in that nameplate's history. The RAV4 has been on sale in Australia for 26 years. It has never led the market, so it did that for the first time ever in July. It backed it up again and, and did it again in August. But what was really fascinating is there's two types of RAV4 sold. There's the petrol, purely petrol version, and then there's the petrol electric version, which, of course, Toyota calls hybrid technology. That accounted for 92% of rav Force deliveries in August, and if you extract the hybrid numbers, I think it was 4,400 in very round numbers of the 4,800 RAV4s that were reported as sold in August were hybrid. And so even just the hybrid variant alone, not just RAV4, but just the hybrid variant of the RAV4 was enough to be the top selling vehicle in August. Now, a couple of reasons behind that, Ross. First of all, Toyota has really ramped up production. They had a 10 month wait for the RAV4 hybrid for the last six to 12 months, in fact. So we're seeing now a glut of these cars being delivered. So it's not a true reflection of demand in July and August. What it is a reflection of is these cars turning up off the ship. The other factor here is the Hilux had its biggest fall from grace in recent memory. I did spot that, but didn't they put the prices up there? So they were running out the previous model. An updated model was coming, but because of those production interruptions, Toyota got caught short on Hilux models. So when you went in to buy a Hilux in the last six to eight weeks, you were told there's a two-month wait. So they had a shocker for Hilux. Uh, It's still Australia's biggest selling car year to date. It will still be Australia's biggest selling car for the fifth year in a row this year when we add up all the uh, annual tallies by the end of the year. It has an unassailable lead, effectively. But for the first time ever, the Mitsubishi Triton knocked it off. It, it was at the bottom end of the top 10 for the first time in memory. And so they're scrambling to get more Hiluxes in showrooms next month. It's going to be interesting. I should also take uh, note for people that the Toyota RAV4 was a top-selling vehicle, uh, followed by the Ford Ranger, then the Mazda CX-5, as we said. The best-selling vehicle in Australia for quite a long time uh, has dropped down, that being the Toyota Hilux. And Holden, which has been announced by General Motors, it was dropping the Holden brand, it's just dropped completely out of the top 10 altogether. It's almost as though people don't believe that the General Motors product is in Australia anymore. Yeah, there's only about 500 Holdens sold last month. That's because they're really running low on stock. And in fact, in the last six weeks, there are already photos appearing on social media of Holden dealers taking down their signage. And uh, Holden was meant to run out till the end of this year, but the cars are selling out faster. The dealers are taking down signs. They're putting in new brands. And it's quite likely there won't be many Holden dealers left by the end of 2020. So you what, Josh Dowling, who is with Car Advice, you can uh, read all of his information there. And please go there and have a look at that website. It's a terrific website and gives you all of the profiles and all the reviews of the various cars and the latest news as well. And Josh, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Rob. Now shut up and drive. So that's it for this episode of The Money Minutes. Your feedback is valuable. Please leave it. We'd appreciate it. And we'll do this again real soon. In the meantime, I'm Ross Greenwood and these are The Money Minutes.